Well, I just want to say that you guys all look very, very lovely tonight. Um, you all look very nice and happy and pretty energetic. That's good. Some of you look a little tired. Wake up. <laughs> but it's nice to see you guys. It's nice to be here. Welcome to our first year service. Yay. How many of you guys are excited to be here? How many of you guys are excited to be here? <laughs> Thanks, Amaris. <laughs> I'm really excited to be here with you guys. Um, it's, uh, it's been a long time coming, and we're finally here. So um, I'm really, really grateful and excited to be able to have this first service for just us gals. Um, it's the first of many. So um, I'm just really happy about it. Why don't we just pray before we get started? If you guys want to join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for this night. I thank you, what, I thank you for what you're going to do. I thank you for what you've already done. Holy Spirit, this is, this is your time. We just give up ourselves to spend time with you tonight. We make ourselves available to you right now, Holy Spirit. We hold on to your hand. We just, we partner up with you tonight to just learn more about Jesus, to learn more about you and, and to learn more about what you've, you've placed inside of us and our callings and, and what you have planned for us. Holy Spirit, just bless everybody that's here tonight. Let every woman in here, Lord, every woman in here, Father, let her feel blessed, God. Let her feel happy, Lord. I, I minister joy over these women, God. I minister joy over these women, Lord, that you may just continuously fill them, Lord, with happiness and peace and trust and rest. I thank you, God. This message is yours, Lord, so you speak, God. I don't want to speak, just you speak, Father. Thank you, God. In your name I pray, Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you. So I'm really excited to be here with you ladies. Um, it's, a, it's a little different, right? feels a little different. It doesn't quite feel like a conference, but um, it feels different from like a regular service, which is good. It should feel different than a regular service. Um, so let me just talk to you guys a little bit about this service and how it came to be. Um, like maybe four months into our, um, into our ministry with Grace and Love, um, my husband would actually tell me or he would mention to me casually a lot. He would say, hey, why don't you start a, a, women's, a women's ministry? And um, at the time, I would tell him, you know what, I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. I don't feel like I'm ready for, for that right now. I, I, I felt like my focus was on something else, like it was on, 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 on something else. And so I, I said to him that I didn't think it was time for a women's ministry yet, at least not with me leading it. I wasn't ready. And um, I told him that I would wait for the right time and I would wait for God, wait for God to um to say when that time would be 
And um, so for the first um, women's conference, for the first she is last year, um, I actually was inspired to have that conference because I saw this conference um, that Bethel had called Lovely. And at that conference, um, it was a women's conference, and it was the first women's conference that personally, that I had personally ever seen and uh, virtually attended. Um, I got to see the speakers speak, and I got to listen to what they had to say, and it was, it was really awesome. It was such a blessing. And I told God when I was watching it, I said, God, you know, I feel like, I feel like we can do that. I feel like, like our girls maybe would like something like this. And so I, I talked to Mario and I said, hey, I'm thinking about having a women's conference and I really feel God speaking to me about it. And I really think we should have it. And so he said, okay, let's talk to the board and just kind of get everybody's thoughts. And so we did, we spoke to the board and everybody was on board, at the board. And um, it was really exciting. Everybody was really, really excited and happy to have it. And so we had it. And the first conference was, was really, really amazing. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I didn't know what to expect because I had never been to one before or organized one. So I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, I thought it was just going to be like a simple conference. I thought that maybe people would come, but hopefully for sure the girls of this church would come. Um, but, yeah, a lot of people showed up. And um, what's special is that a lot of people were blessed by it. And during that conference, I was able to see how there was a need for something like that. Even if it was once a year, there was a need for something like that for us girls. And um, so that was awesome. And when I saw that need after the conference ended, I, I said to God, God, you know, that was really amazing. Um, but I still wasn't sure about the, like, about having something for us women, having a service, having a women's ministry. I still wasn't sure. Um, I was still waiting on God to just, I guess, audibly tell me, like, have a women's service or have a women's ministry. And um, so I said, God, maybe it is time. Um, if it is your time, then have one of the other girls do it because <laughs> I didn't feel like I was ready to do it. So... Um, Fast forward to she is, number two, and um, again, God just, you know, like, have you ever had a moment where you feel like, like you have God figured out? Like, you know, like you understand God, like you feel like, okay, I get God now, like, I get you, like, you're one plus three million equal, like, you know what I mean? Like, you feel like you can put him in a math equation and get it. I don't like math. I don't know why I'm using it as an example. But, you know, you feel like you understand him. And um, you feel like you know what he's going to do. And you feel like, oh, God can do up to here. And that's what I'm expecting. And so for she is, number two, this, a few months ago, um, God just blew my mind. And he, like, surpassed what I was expecting of him. Um, just with everybody that, everybody that had a hand in the conference from organizing the t-shirts to the food, like just everything was, I don't know, I, I don't even know how to explain it. Everything was just so 
above what I expected. And um, it was really, really good. And so after that conference, um, I was able to feel the need. I was able to feel the need for us to have something like this, for us as women to get together and, and have something like this. And um, so here we are. And it's, it's really awesome, and I, I hope that you guys are blessed by it. I know that you guys are, are going to receive tonight, and um, it's going to be amazing. So I'm kind of giving a little bit of an intro since it's our first one. Um, when I was thinking and talking with God and telling him, God, you know, I want to have a women's service. I want to maybe, I want to start having and, and talking about a women's ministry. I told him, but God, I don't want to. I don't want to look at it as a ministry. I want to look at it more as a journey. I want to, I want to be on a journey with, with, with women. I want us as women to embark on a journey. You guys follow me? And so when, when I was talking with him, he led me to feel like this is going to be a journey for us. And just so that you know, um, I don't like to really go into anything or do anything. Me personally, I don't like to... Uh, commit to anything if I don't believe in it or if I don't have the passion for it. If I'm not passionate about something, I really would rather not do it because I, I want to give everything that I have to it, Because especially if it's for God. Because if it's for God, I want to give my 100 to whatever it is that I'm going to do. And so I feel like I'm at, personally at that place where I'm 100 for God about this. And I'm passionate about it. So I want to invite you ladies to be passionate about this and join me on this journey and see where God leads us. Amen? Amen. Okay. So with that said, let's, um, oh, before I get into the word, there's three things that God pointed out to me that I wanted to share with you. Um, when I was preparing for my class, he gave me um, just these three points. And he said, whenever you speak at least, I want you to tie these three points in somehow because I feel like these three things kind of involve everything else. We can, we can grab from these three things. Um, and what he wants us to, to kind of encounter on this journey with him is he wants us, and if you're taking notes, write this down. Um, he wants us to um, encounter intimacy with him. He wants us to discover who we are in him and who he's made us to be, and he wants us to build relationships. So as we go on this journey, you'll find that you'll come across these three principles. Uh, amen? Okay, so let's read the Bible now. If you guys can join me um, and go to the book of Proverbs. We're going to go to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 3. You guys there? Amen? So never let loyalty and kindness get away from you. Wear them like a necklace. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favor with both God and people, and you will gain a good reputation. So let's read that one more time. It says, Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. 
Then you will find favor with both God and people, and you will earn a good reputation. Amen? You know, life can be tough sometimes. Do you guys agree with me? Life can be really tough sometimes. Sometimes we can encounter a lot of trials. Sometimes it feels like we're just getting right back up when it seems like we're falling back down again. Um, it's been like that for me at times. Personally, I have felt that way a lot of times where I feel like I'm, I'm kind of drowning sometimes. I feel like I'm, I'm just drowning. And I, the way that I see it is I see myself like at the beach and this big wave just knocked me over and I'm barely like getting back up and then another wave comes and it knocked me over and then I get up and then again another and I feel like I'm caught in like this cycle of like waves knocking me over. And after a while, it's kind of hard to get back up. It's difficult to want to get back up. Um, and you get into this point or you get to this point where you feel like what's the point of getting back up? Like, why? The wave's just going to come and knock me over. What's the point? And um, I have felt like that. And when you feel like that, it's, it's difficult to want to remain loyal. And it's difficult to be kind. It's really difficult because you want to think, you almost want to think, God, where are you? Like, where are you in my life right now? Why am I falling? Why am I, why am I, why aren't you rescuing me? Like, why don't you stretch out your hand and pull me from these waves? Or why don't you stop these waves so that they don't knock me over? And, and you, you can get to this place where you feel like, God, you know, I, I don't trust you anymore. I don't believe you. I don't want to follow you anymore or situations sometimes uh, or when you get caught in bad situations sometimes or when things get really tough and I know all of you ladies have gone through through tough times some have gone through tougher moments than I have um, and I, I want to say that I understand I, I, at least I understand what pain feels like and I know that there's times where we feel like there's so much pain and there's so much just ickiness like so much bad stuff that it kind of even gets to us and how we are you guys follow like sometimes what happens is that circumstances will dictate how we are they'll dictate how we act and they can even change our personalities we can become bitter from bad situations and that bitterness turns us into bitter women into women that aren't loyal, women that don't believe, women that don't trust God, women that would rather turn their back on God because they figure, what's the point in believing? What's the point in running this race? And we feel like, not only do we feel like that, but at times, especially us being Christian, then we feel guilty for thinking those things. And sometimes it's not even our thoughts. Sometimes it's the enemy putting thoughts in our mind. But we feel guilty for those things. And we feel like, like, I don't even want to be, like, there's nothing for me to smile about in the world. Like, there's nothing for me to be happy about. Like, forget smelling the roses. The roses stink. Like, I don't want to smell anything. Like, 
They smell rotten, like everything is bad. You walk into a room and someone says, good morning, what's good about it? <laughs> and you just get into this place where you, you've been falling and you've been down. And because you've been down, you feel different and you feel down. Am I making sense? Making sense to me. And so situations sometimes can, can change who we are. But if we read what Proverbs says here, it's saying, if we go back to verse 3, it says, Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. I want to focus on the second part of this verse that says, Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. When I read that, it got my attention because I thought, like, why deep within our heart? Why do you want loyalty and kindness to be so deep in us, so deep in our hearts? Um, the message version says to uh, engrave them in our hearts. And God is just putting focus on this and he he wants us to hold on to loyalty and kindness so bad that he wants it cemented he wants it really like engraved into us he wants us to make it a part of who we are and the reason why he wants us to do that is because he wants us to be able to access it he wants us to be able to pull from what's within us when everything from our exterior doesn't seem good, when everything that's around us, when things that are hitting us are so bad, things that we can't control are happening and are, are turning us into a person that we don't want to be or, or getting us to turn our backs on people and turn our backs on God. God wants us to see that we can pull from what's inside of us to battle that situation. He wants us to pull from what's inside of us so that we can get back up and swim over that wave or whatever we need to do with it. But that's what he wants. He wants it so deep in our hearts that it's, it's just always there. Whether we know it or not, whether we feel it or not, we can always just go back and remember that it's there and we can pull from it. Amen? So not only in crisis do we need to have loyalty and kindness, but also in everyday life, like in your day-to-day, -day. just when you wake up in the morning and you brush your teeth and you go to work or you go to school, God is calling us to pull from that loyalty and pull from that kindness in those moments as well. He wants us to do that um, with him. And he wants us to do that with each other. Um, he wants us to be loyal to one another. So if there's somebody in our lives that maybe betrayed us or someone in our lives that's maybe really difficult to work with, God is calling us to work with them and to be loyal and to stick it through and help them out and be kind to them. God wants us to, to be loyal people. If, if we say that we're going to do something, he wants us to be loyal to our word. 
He wants us to be loyal to our promises and our commitments. So if, if we're going to speak on something, he wants us to keep it. He wants us to be loyal about it and be true to it, be faithful. What is, well, I wanted to ask you guys this, but then it'll be kind of like a teaching and maybe another time. <laughs> I taught Bible study on Wednesday, so I'm kind of like in teacher mode. Um, it was really good. But anyway, so those are things that loyalty, well, what loyalty means to me is it means that one would be faithful and trustworthy and persistent and just remain, be constant. And that's what he's calling us to be, not only with him when situations get tough, but with each other too. You guys follow? He wants us to be kind with each other as well. And that means that annoying person at work, maybe that annoying customer or that annoying someone at work that just bugs you and gets on your nerves and whenever they come in you go I don't want to talk to Margarita right now <laughs> or something like that you know and uh, he wants us to be kind he wants you to be kind to your horrible boss can you believe that can you believe God's audacity how dare he he wants us to be nice to our horrible boss doesn't God deserve, know that that man deserves or that woman deserves to be punished? But um, he wants us to be kind to them. That's crazy, but that's what he's asking for. Um, but that's not easy, and that's why he's asking us to keep that around our necks, loyalty and kindness around our necks, kind of like a necklace to remind you, and he wants you to embed it into your heart. You guys know who Joseph is? Joseph? Joseph the dreamer? Well, Joseph the dreamer is, is really, really cool, and we're actually going to read about him. So let's go to uh, Genesis 45, verse 1. You guys there? So Joseph, I'm sorry, Genesis 45, 1 says, <clears throat> Joseph could no longer or could stand it no longer. There were many people in the room, and he said to his attendants, out, all of you. So he was alone with his brothers when he told him who he was. Then he broke down and wept. He wept so loudly the Egyptians could hear him, and word of it quickly carried to Pharaoh's palace. Verse 3 says, I am Joseph, he said to his brothers. Is my father alive? But his brothers were speechless. They were stunned to realize that Joseph was standing there in front of them. Please come closer, he said to them. So they came closer. And he said again, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into slavery in Egypt. But don't be upset and don't be angry with yourselves for selling me to this place. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your life. When I read that, I was so blown away by Joseph. I mean, I knew Joseph was like, cool, but like when I read this, it just made him seem a lot cooler to me. So in case you don't know, Joseph, he was the baby brother of like a lot of brothers. He was Jacob's son. And... Um, what happened was that 
he would have dreams and his dreams or in his dreams usually his brothers would be bowing down to him and um i think no not worshiping him but bowing down to him and serving him and one day he decided hey i'm gonna tell my brothers about my dream and the brothers didn't take it so well they actually hated a lot on him and they thought who are you to tell us that we're gonna like serve you like that like who are you to say those things so they all like got together and decided to sell their little brother how many of you guys are the oldest you know where I'm going right how many of you guys have ever wanted to sell your little brother or your little sister forget sell I wanted to give them away <laughs> when I was little, I think I was two or three years old, um, my little sister, the one after me, she's, I think she's going to be 28 this year. Ugh. And uh, she, uh, when she was born, I was like two or three, and I remember I would tell my mom, because uh, I was really jealous of her, and I would tell my mom, Mom, let me carry her, and that way, like, I'll accidentally drop her and she'll be gone. And <laughs> my mom would just, like, laugh. I mean, I was three guys, come on. Jealousy is normal then. And um, so, yeah, I would tell my mom, let me hold on to my sister so that I can accidentally drop her in. That's it. We're done with her. Um, but obviously that didn't happen. My sister's still alive and well. And um, But, yeah, there's been times as an older sister that my little siblings have just gotten on, like, my last nerve, and I've, I've wanted to give them away. Um, how many younger siblings are there here? You guys are annoying. <laughs> but so this is the predicament that Moses, I'm sorry, I'm thinking Moses, that Joseph and his brothers were in. This is, this is their life. These little brothers, are, these older brothers are so annoyed with their little brother that they decide to sell him and didn't tell their dad. And so you guys should read the story of Joseph, by the way, when you have a chance. It's really good. So Joseph, he has this horrible time in Egypt. He's sold. He's taken to jail. He's, a, he's accused of doing things that he didn't do. He's sent back to jail. It's just so dramatic, his life. And so finally, uh, his brothers come to Egypt because they want food, because there's no food in the land that they're in. And so they come to Egypt for food, and you remember, well, if you don't know, most... Joseph was in charge of managing the food. Um, and so Joseph sees them and calls them into his room and tells them that he's his brother, that he's the brother that, he, that they sold. But what I found so amazing is that he says this in verse 4. If you could put it back up, Bao. He says, um, cool. He says, please come closer, he said to them. So they came closer and he said again, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into slavery in Egypt. And this is kind of like the clencher. He says, but don't be upset and don't be angry with yourselves for selling me uh, to this place. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your life or your lives. Talk about loyalty <laughs> and kindness. This, this little brother, 
I mean, he's, he's an important person in Egypt. He's like the second in command after Pharaoh. And here come his brothers that sold him into slavery. He doesn't have to acknowledge them. He doesn't have to speak to them. He doesn't have to do anything for them. But he does. He calls them into his own room, and he tells them, I'm your brother. Don't be mad at yourself for selling me. What? You guys, do you guys get that? Like, when my sister would wear my clothes and I would catch her, I would not be <laughs> kind to her. Like, I couldn't, I, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's crazy the amount of loyalty that Joseph is displaying here for his brothers and for his dad. After he tells him who he is, he asks for his dad. He asks, is my dad still alive? And then he tells them, don't be mad at yourselves. And then he goes on to say, I, he basically saying, look, it's good that I went through all those trials and all that tribulation. It's good because now I can save you. So these brothers, they have the best little brother ever. They sell the little brother. The brother becomes famous and rich. And now they, he, he saves them from, like, poverty. And he tells them, it's cool. I get why you did it. It's fine. Isn't that crazy? I want to learn from him. I want to be like Joseph. How many of you guys want to be like Joseph? I want to be a Josephina. That's what I want to be. <laughs> so we need to take from his example. Um, if we take from Joseph's example, then we'll do what Proverbs is saying. And we'll find favor from God. We will receive new challenges from him, which are always favorable. Um, we will be able to teach each other, and we'll, we'll receive new blessings from that favor. I want to talk to you guys about favor first, though. Um, favor, just so that you know, we have um, unlimited availability of favor. Like, there's an, an unlimited amount of favor for us. But God isn't going to give it to us all at once. Could you imagine if we had all of God's favor in our lives at once? We would go crazy. Um, and so we would abuse it. And um, so what he does is he gives it to us in amounts. He gives us this favor as he sees that we need it, as he sees that, that we're learning, as he sees that we're growing. He gives us the favor that we need for that time in our lives. And so that's why this verse says, if, if you remain loyal, if you are kind, God will give you more favor. You're going to find yourself more favorable in, or you're going to find more favor over your life from God. We will also find favor from people. Um, I was talking with my husband about this, and we were talking about how our parents are so loyal at their jobs. Like, they may hate their jobs, but they're so loyal to their jobs. They're super loyal. And my dad, personally, I know that he's tired of working where he's working because it's, it's really tough work, but he's loyal to his job. And because of that, he always gets raises, and he's always favored, and his bosses are always looking for him, and he has favor with men 
at his job, with the bosses at his job. He has favor because of his loyalty. So when we take from Joseph's example and display that loyalty and display that kindness, like I said, we're going to have favor from God and favor from people. We're going to have favor from, like I said, our bosses. You know, we'll qualify for more raises or promotions. Uh, we'll have more favor from our leaders at church. And we'll have more favor from our family and friends. You never know. Maybe like your mom one day or your sister one day will say, hey, I'm going to go get you some in and out It's on me. Don't worry. Animal fries and everything. I know you're on a diet, but just cheat this once. I got you. And so you cheat because they got you. Yes. <laughs> but you'll find favor. Like, you'll find favor with people if you just put these two things to practice. Isn't that crazy? Let's go back to Proverbs. Uh, Proverbs 3. So let's read verse... Um, four. So verse four says, then you will find favor with both God and people, and you will earn a good reputation, a good reputation. I don't know about you guys, but, and I don't, I don't know if this is said about me. You guys better say this about me, but, um, <laughs> when someone asks someone else about me, like if they say, Hey, what's Cynthia like? I would love to have people say, well, let me tell you, Cynthia is loyal and kind. <laughs> I would love those things to be said about me. Wouldn't you guys? Wouldn't you guys like to, to have people say those things about you when they describe you? Wouldn't you guys wanna pe want people to say like, oh, you know Dini? Yeah, I know Dini. She is so awesome. She's loyal. She's kind. She's special. She's important. No, but she's... um. She's a great singer. She's there for me. She's so dependable. Like, I would love people to say those things about me. Like, Cynthia's dependable. She's, you know, she always keeps my secrets. Um, she is always there for me. She's loyal, and she's kind. And I want to admit something to you. Personally, don't tell anybody. This is just between us, 13 or so here. Um, I'm not always loyal or kind. I'm not. And I wish I could say that I was always there, but I'm not. But I'm striving for it. That's what I want to be. That's what I want people to say about me. Because that's what my father is calling me to be. He's calling me to be loyal and display kindness to him and to those around me. I want to be this woman, and I want you all, if you're not already, because I don't know, I'm not looking around or pointing any fingers. I don't even know, but I don't want to say anything. But some of you may already be this woman. Um, but for those of us that aren't, I want us all to be this woman. I want us all to be this person that displays loyalty and kindness and finds favor wherever she goes with whoever she goes with. Amen? So let's read one more verse. We're going to go to Proverbs verse 27. I'm sorry, chapter 27, verse 17. And just a little side note, I, I'm, I've been in Proverbs a lot lately. Um, I, I've read Proverbs before, but recently um, I wanted to read the whole thing again because it's just really awesome. And if you guys ever are, like, wondering, like, what book should I read in the Bible? 
one of the like good books to read is Proverbs. It's so good. It's 31 chapters. And for those of us that aren't readers, well, I kind of do this thing where I read five chapters a day. And then on one of the days, I'm going to read six chapters. Um, and I'll get through it in six days. So I'm almost done. But it's, it's a really good book. Like you read through it really fast. And it has some really, really, really good um, advice about being wise. So let's read uh, verse 17. You all there? Okay. So verse 17, yeah, verse 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. So as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. So back in the day when Proverbs was written, there weren't many materials available to the people back then, especially like for weapons. Um, and steel, metal, iron, that's one of the substances, one of the materials that was abundantly available to them. And so back then, in order to make swords or spears or daggers or anything like that, they would have to use another piece of, piece of iron to sharpen that sword or metal. And usually, whatever was being sharpened had to be um, a little less tough than what was sharpening it. You guys get it? You guys follow me? So back then they would use iron, tough iron, to sharpen other iron to make swords and things like that. And so this verse says, as iron sharpens irons, so a friend sharpens a friend. So what I'm saying to you is, if we take on this challenge that I'm about to give you, and we decide to write loyalty and kindness in our hearts, and take them wherever we go, then you will be iron sharpening other iron that you encounter. And that's what I want for us. I want us to be those women who are strong pieces of iron that can sharpen other pieces of iron. Amen? So my challenge to you tonight, and I'm done. Um, you want to call the worship team? So my challenge to you tonight is to really consider this and think about it and reflect on it because I can talk about it here all night or for three more minutes um, and I can talk about this and kind of repeat myself a little more but if you don't really take it and think about it and chew it and let it like sit inside of you then it's just going to be empty words that I'm just kind of tossing up in the air. So my challenge to you ladies is take loyalty and kindness home with you tonight and think about them and think about writing them on your heart. Amen? Um, why don't we get on our feet? Let's pray. <laughs>